This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, welcome back. Rob Bregan, Regin Forshe again. I mean, of course, uh, last month we had, uh, among other things, a vote on equalization. And, and that's long been a topic of conversation here in Alberta. Uh, and, and in part, I think equalization as a program is maybe different from that, that broader conversation about... Uh, you know, the provinces that are contributors to Confederation and the provinces that are recipients. Because Alberta definitely is a net contributor, but that has nothing to do with equalization. That has to do with what Ottawa collects here in taxes and what Ottawa spends here. And typically, in fact, almost all the time, Ottawa collects more in taxes than comes back here in spending, hence our, our contribution. But something weird happened in 2020. I mean... A lot of weird things happened in 2020, including this. For the first time, Ottawa spent more money in Alberta than it raised here in taxes. In other words, we were a net recipient. But for the first time in decades, anyway, it's been a long time since uh, since that has happened. Now, that may just be a one-off, and perhaps it doesn't change some of the underlying issues, but it is uh, it is fascinating. Joining us to talk more about it is Trevor Toome, Associate Professor of Economics, University of Calgary, Research Fellow at the School of Public Policy. Trevor, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I suppose it's straightforward enough to to calculate all of this, but 2020 added a whole lot more to the equation. So what what did 2020 look like then in terms of uh, inflow and outflow? Sure. So Canada's actually quite lucky in that StatsCan really does a great job figuring out where federal revenue comes from and where federal spending goes. And it's been doing that since the 1960s. And so what we saw in, in 2020 was, of course, a huge increase in federal spending on a lot of emergency measures, the CERB, the recovery benefit, the wage subsidy to businesses, and a long list of other uh, income transfers and business supports. And, and that led to the federal government spending more in Alberta than it raised in revenue, which has not happened since the 1960s. Now, it, it, it's also true that it spent more than it raised in revenue in every single province of the country, which has also never happened. So there's a lot of uh, interesting, very uh, strange results there in that data. So I, I would imagine that we see it on, on both sides, both in terms of obviously spending was way up, but did, did it also mean that that, that tax revenue kind of collapsed? Yeah, well, that was another interesting thing where last year, of course, given the scale of the economic contraction, the massive decline in, in earnings for businesses and job losses at unprecedented levels, and even those who kept their jobs working fewer hours, so there was a big concern that government revenues would be falling off a cliff in 2020. And, and interestingly, that didn't happen. Really? I think a big part of the reason there is that these income support programs like CERB and the wage subsidies, these are taxable. And so the large increase in, in federal income support to individuals and businesses insulated government revenues because of the taxable nature of those transfers. So that is, I think, something I wouldn't have guessed this time last year, but uh, we did get confirmation of that a few days ago. 
Interesting. Now, when we talk about money coming to Alberta, it's not necessarily money going from one level of government to the other. It's not necessarily right. Ottawa transferring money to the right. Alberta government. If Albertans are receiving, for example, CERB, as you mentioned, then that's money coming to Alberta. So what, what was unique about last year, CERB being a, a big one, obviously? Well, you're right. But this, when we look at the federal budget and redistribution writ large, we're talking about everything that the, the federal government does, not just transferring to provincial governments. Now, it did transfer a lot more to provinces than it has ever transferred in recorded history. So 5% of Canada's entire economy was basically transferred through the feds to a provincial government, which is higher than ever before by a pretty wide margin. Um, but the, the CERB and the wage subsidy, this is a transfer to individuals and businesses, uh, not to the provincial government. There is some indirect benefit, though, to provincial governments because they get revenue from taxes levied on those federal income support measures. So if you get a dollar in CERB, uh, you're going to be paying some of that to the province in the form of um, uh, taxes. And that would have been you know, done on your tax filing last year and when we all file again early next year. And so that's, that's indirectly shifting some of the federal dollars to provincial. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, and you use the term uh, risk pooling. We were writing about this the other day, and it sort of speaks to, you know, the what are the benefits of a federation? What are the benefits to uh, Alberta being in Canada? Do you, do, you think, do you think, in your view, that this kind of illustrates that? I think so. So Alberta did experience the worst of the economic disruptions in 2020. So also released on Monday was data for the first time on GDP by province, and it contracted in Alberta by 7.9% in 2020, which is a much larger contraction than any other province. And, and then what we see in the federal spending data is that they also increased spending into Alberta, largely through those support programs, more than any other province. So we had the, the sharpest decline economically, but also the largest increase per person in federal spending, about $1,100 per person more than the national average. And so this is net four or five billion dollars or so over and above the support given to other provinces. And this does, to me, speak to some of the benefits of being in a federation where we can centralize and pool the costs of these big negative shocks. You know, there's equity reasons why that's uh, good to do, but it's also just cheaper for the feds to take on a lot of these income support. Uh, roles than it is for provinces, just because they can borrow at a much, much lower interest rate. Right. Well, and that's the thing. And, and you know, and, and some have made this point that this does represent borrowing, that if Ottawa mm -hmm. is borrowing oh, sure. so that money can be transferred to provinces, including Alberta, that's debt. And yeah. and that's something that, that Canadians, including here in Alberta, are obviously going to have to deal with at some point. It, 
No, no question. And how you apportion that overall amount of federal borrowing, there's different ways of doing it. So I prefer to look at everything on a per person basis. And when you make this adjustment, Alberta, BC and Ontario are indeed still net contributors, if you will, fiscally to Confederation. Um, and Alberta larger than Ontario and British Columbia. But even even adjusting for that, the kind of net contribution, if you will, fell uh, by about four to five billion dollars this year. So it declined from forty five hundred dollars per Albertan to thirty three hundred in twenty twenty. So there was still a reduction in the amount of our net contribution because of the large uh, increase in federal spending here. So what's your sense of of this current year? Because some of those programs have been scaled back, uh, but not all of them. Obviously, we've seen some economic recovery. Was last year likely a a one-off? I think so. I mean, just in terms of the scale of the income support programs through the feds, it's it's going to be a one-off that year and maybe this year because the programs did continue on. I don't think it will be as large. So if I were to bet, uh, I'd say that we might go back to a situation where the amount of revenue exceeds the amount of spending. That's tough to say at the moment. Um, but these two years are certainly aberrant because they don't reflect permanent federal fiscal policy. And the, and the swing that we've seen in Alberta that year is entirely accounted for by those other factors. Uh, sorry, these like income support programs. Right. And so I guess, you know, and, and some of those issues that, that Alberta has raised before, and I think there's some legitimacy to them about fiscal federalism and our contribution mm-hmm. and, and Alberta's treatment, all of that. That's not to say that all of that goes away because of what happened last year. No, not at all. And and there's certainly a lot of scope for reasonable debate and discussion about how we structure federal finances. We shouldn't forget, though, what is driving this fiscal redistribution. It's largely because of income taxes, uh, personal and corporate income taxes, and on the spending side, things like old age security and GIS and things like that. So Alberta's high income and young population mean that we have this structural um, net contribution to the Fed that's the side effect of good things. And certainly some would push for lowering federal taxes, and that's fine. Like transferring some of that tax room to provincial governments might be mm-hmm. one way to do it. But we should focus on those policy details because there doesn't exist some you know, $20 billion per year levy on Alberta. It's really the side effect of uniform treatment, but us just having high income and young populations. Important point. We'll leave it there. Uh, Appreciate the insight as always. Trevor, thanks for joining us here this morning. My pleasure. All the best. Uh, That is Trevor Toome, Associate Professor, Economics, University of Calgary, Research Fellow at the School of Public Policy. So, yeah, I mean, something interesting, you could say weird, unique, unusual happened in 2020. Where Alberta received more from, from Ottawa than Ottawa collected here. But that wasn't the case in previous years, and it likely won't be the case in subsequent years, including this one.